become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaBusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and my co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is on the line, and Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. Between Kathy and I, we've helped thousands of executives to perform in the top 10%. And we really want to help you tune in and tune up your leadership performance for the new you in 2011. And we always have great guests. I'm really excited today. We have another expert uh, executive coach, Dr. Marsha Reynolds. And I'll give you a little brief intro here, and then we'll um, tell you a little bit more right before we bring her on. Um, all three of us have the College of Executive Coaching as a kind of a commonality and Jeff Auerbach and the good work that he's doing in training coaches. Uh, Marsha has been the past president of the International Coaching Federation. She is a uh, master certified coach. There's less than 1,000 in, in, in the world, and she is uh, one, of the, one of the first ones. We'll ask her uh, kind of what number she was, but she's right up there in being one of the top coaches and, and people certified with the Master Certified Coach. She has a passion for discovering and sharing how the brain works, especially the brains of today's smart, strong women. So today we're going to talk about, we can talk to her about a lot of things, but one of the things we're focused in on is Wander Woman, How High Achieving Women Find Contentment and Direction. It was released in June and has, re- has reached the number one position in leadership and management books for uh, for women on Amazon. She's also the author of the book uh, Outsmart Your Brain and uh, has m- many numerous other publications at Harvard Communications Newsletter, U.S. Business Review, Cosmopolitan, and she's a regular blogger on Huffington and Psychology Today. You can watch some of her videos, which I did, uh, on www.wanderwomanbook.com. So we're going to bring her on in, in just uh, a couple minutes. Kathy and I uh, are go through um, our little intro and let you know about leadership development. And Kathy and I always want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, like today, uh, Dr. Marshall Reynolds, and interviewed proven leaders. And we really focus on what's evidence-based practices to help you develop more leaders. And a little bit about my uh, co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. She coaches leading executives and companies on her proven happiness equals profit work-life strategies. She's the author of multiple books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know, and her latest number one bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know. She's touched millions as a much-in-demand speaker, TV, radio, 
uh, and media personality, and she's founded the renowned consultancy H2C, which stands for Happy Companies, Healthy People. She is currently offers friendly tips and tools to be your best at work and at home, and she is on ABC The Morning Blend, and also has a new TV web show, Your Happiness Now. Kathy's website is uh, www.h2cleadership.com for free downloads and access to true talents for happiness and job satisfaction. So, Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Relly. It's always a pleasure to be here and to be among other smart women, so I'm really excited to hear about Marsha Reynolds' book, Wonder Woman, and we'll go um, a little bit further uh, down the line here with the reasons behind why we do Leadership Development News, and then we will bring Marsha on. But I want to make sure that our listeners know who you, Dr. Dr. Relly Nadler, is. You can tell I'm still recovering from New Year's Eve here. Um, But Dr. Relly Nadler is a master level certified executive coach, and he is also a psychologist, therefore he knows how to handle me really well. Um, He is a corporate leadership and team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, his coaching, and development programs. Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries, and that includes you, all of our listeners. And one of the things that we want to make sure uh, that you get out of each and every one of our programs are some free downloads to access your best performance through the use of emotional intelligence tools. And if you go to www.truenorthleadership.com, you will find those very tools, and many of them are free. And if you'd like to learn more about Dr. Nadler's work, you can also reach him at psychologytoday.com, where he blogs often. So, Relly, before we get started, one of the reasons why we started Leadership Development News, uh, well, I guess we're going into our fourth season here, is um, because leadership development is so important. But many people don't understand the science behind emotional intelligence, behind leadership development, or even behind the new science of happiness. So can we talk a little bit to ground our audience as they're listening for more news from Marsha Reynolds about why leadership development is so important, especially today? Well, Kathy, all three of us on the phone are coaches, and we want to be able to give our tips to organizations. And and the reason why we're kept so uh, busy is that 40% of organizations say they will be experiencing a significant gap in a number of skilled and trained leaders available for new job opportunities in the next few years. So 40% of the organizations out there are saying, hey, we need more leaders, we're having some issues, and are they trained like they should be? And so let me just go into, you know, the reason why that is. And there's like a a converging chaos. There's these uh, historic leadership events that are all converging at the same time. One is America has lost over 8 million jobs in the last few years because of the Great Recession. So we've lost brains. Then, two, the retiring baby boomers, there's 78 million baby boomers who, are gonna, who, as of January 1st this year, they started retiring. The first baby boomers are 65 as January 1st this year, and they're leaving, they will leave a shortfall of about 10 million workers. 
The other thing about the baby boomers is they've been known to have higher emotional intelligence than the Gen X and Gen Y. Gen uh, X, 30s and 40s, and the Gen Ys are the folks in the 20s. So you have these three things happening all at, at once. Less jobs, less uh, baby boomers who have more emotional intelligence, and then the new people filling in the void have less emotional intelligence. And the reason you may wonder why is for every hour that someone's behind a screen or on the phone and not face-to-face with someone is an hour they're not learning these critical skills of emotional intelligence, how to manage themselves, and also how to manage others. And, Kathy, you know from your work on the science of happiness that performance and job satisfaction are closely tied to happiness and by as much as 93%. So we're in for some big surprises in the near future if we don't give organizations across all business sectors some quick answers to these growing concerns. Well, you know, Raleigh, the good news is that's what we're all about here at Leadership Development News. We're about sharing all of the good news that we have to offer from great folks like Marsha Reynolds and her book, Wonder Woman, as well as many people in our upcoming series, including Noel Tishy and many other thought leaders. Because one of the things that you said, and I'd love you to talk a little bit more um, about as we go through the show with, with Marsha, is the use of this term brain drain. And um, it seems to me like we have some solutions for this brain drain. And with every one of our shows, we will be giving all business leaders at all levels very simple things that they can do to help them become not only happier and more satisfied with their jobs, but emotionally intelligent leaders. So can you maybe just go into three or four of these simple things that we can do to overcome the brain drain? And so and it's kind of the why of the brain drain. It's kind of the value proposition. And Marsha also deals with emotional intelligence and uh, how to outsmart your brain. But organizations need more good leaders. We already established that. That's number one. And why good leaders? Good leaders improve team engagement. That's number two. And the higher engaged people are, the more profitable and better uh, organizational performance you get from your organization. So you can kind of see kind of the, the cause and effect or the impact here. And then how do you raise good leaders is through emotional intelligence, and that's one of the key things to help people move into the top 10%. You want to get people into the top 10% because they're going to be twice as valuable to the bottom line as someone who's less. And, Kathy, you know that leaders who consistently demonstrate also positive language, positive actions, based on your work, score higher both on employee satisfaction, which is the engagement we're talking about, in the public sector and on opinion polls you know, viewed by Wall Street. Well, you know, Raleigh, one of the things that very few people uh, really understand is when you are paying a financial services company to do investments for you, they spend over 90% of their time focused on the leader and the history of that leader because, as you just described, their impact on the ability for that company to be successful is, in fact, the truth. We know leaders are the heartbeat of any organization, but most leaders will, as you know, as you you definitely know, and I know, and I'm sure Marcia knows, they can really underperform. Um, they really underperform because they're underestimating what they're doing that impacts others emotionally and physically. But just you know, doing a few small things differently make a really big impact. And what we're going to be doing on every one of our shows is giving you 
leadership-friendly tips and tools to raise your performance and the team around you and help your organization's success as we go along. And we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies to be your best. Uh, We talk about brain and neuroscience attributes that you should be aware of, such things as generation and gender differences. Uh, We love to help you understand that work-life balance is about managing your energy, and everybody has an energy resource, uh, a need, uh, not only to uh, leverage your resources, but to renew your resources, and how you do that is so important. And one of the ways we hope you'll choose to do that is by tuning in with us. And really, um, one of the things I just want to make sure that our audience gets as a foundation for our discussion with Marsha is what we know about leadership development and why it's so important because there are so many people out there being challenged to use their dollars wisely. And And while we can all buy books, which is great, we know that often hands-on, in-class, online webinars are so important to people, but the business case for doing that is so important. And Kathy, we're going we're gonna to have to go to a break and then we'll, we'll come back with a couple more words about um, how you can get some of that uh, education and then right back in and then we'll introduce uh, Marsha again and hear about Wander Women. This is Leadership Development News and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, where we hope you're going to be tuning in to tune up your performance. And, Raleigh, right before we went to break, I just asked you, if you would please, as an introduction to Marsha, just give us a couple of data points that help those who are going to be listening 
to Marsha's tips and tools understand the huge opportunity they have for improvement right here on every show. Well, we always want to give what we call these micro uh, initiatives. And um, one of the key things is we want to get leaders into the top 10%. Marsha will give us some tips. And one of the things that, that we want to focus on leadership development news is what we know from happiness research is that 50% of your happiness is genetic. 10% is the situation. 40% is influenced by your habits and behaviors. So that's really what we're focusing on, give you tips for that 40%. I think most people think it's the opposite. They think 40% is the situation, 10% they have control of. You have control, at least from the research, of 40%. And if you're interested in more of this information, Kathy and I have this uh, Excel Institute that we have at excelinstitute.com, and we have some webinars coming up. And if you go to excelinstitute.com or Kathy's website, h2cleadership.com, uh, or my website, www.truenorthleadership.com, you can get some more information. The first one is going to be on um, January 27th. It's kind of an intro, and then we'll have some webinars. So there's more information for there. And, Marsha, welcome to the call. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for uh, being patient and staying with us. And let me just say a couple other things, and we're going to jump right into asking you some questions. Um, Marsha has a doctorate in organizational psychology. While researching why women weren't reaching the highest rungs on the corporate ladder, she uncovered many surprising facts about the challenges and desires of today's high-achieving women. She then developed a number of techniques that proved to be great success with her female clients in helping them make decisions and create more emotionally satisfying lives. The results that led her to write, Wonder Woman, How High-Achieving Women Find Contentment and Direction. And so we usually like to kind of get started with um, finding out a little bit more about you and and maybe kind of a... uh, who have been some of your greatest influencers? And then we'll get into exactly what you do in the book. Okay. Well, actually, when I was thinking about that question, there were three, and I'm going to just give one sentence for each one. Okay. But um, I had something happen when I turned 20 years old, and that was a long time ago. But I did a short sit in jail for some of my rebel ways. But I met a woman there who really taught me that what my inner strength was far more important than anything I had done in the past, and that moving forward and not looking back was the most important thing. And that was so critical for me that it doesn't matter what mistakes we made as long as we know who we are and what we can do. And I know for women, a lot of times we focus way too much on our mistakes. Uh, So that was really significant. Um, Then I have to say that Gloria Steinem has always been significant in my life. And, and I'm so sorry people see her as divisive when what she preaches is collaboration. Mm. Uh, and I think that's just so critical right now that we are looking at each other at what we all can provide, regardless of gender, age, culture, background. Um, and collaboration is so critical at this moment. Um, and then finally, my own coach, who always reminds me that the wisdom that I seek is always inside of me. So I am grateful to her. Now, Marsha, as you're talking, and I'm um, I'm thinking about the work that we all do. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have given themselves the title executive coach, 
Mm-hmm. But as we all know, many of us who practice that do it with great distinction. So can you give us an overview of the work that you believe you are doing as an executive coach? Sure. Because my background was always uh, corporate organizational development and training, when I went into coaching, that I still stayed with the whole corporate market. And I would say that I coach executives but also rising stars. So it's at actually at various levels. But lately, in the last year or so, I've been coaching a lot of executive teams as well because seems like a lot of companies have kind of gotten lost in the last couple of years, and there's a lot of chaos, and finding their direction is so important. So I've been doing more and more teamwork. And then there's always the teaching leaders coaching skills so they can apply coaching. So Because I think when it comes to engagement, it's truly about listening, that you can't really know what's going to motivate someone unless you ask them and listen because there's just so many different things that inspire us to move forward and there isn't just one thing. So I think teaching coaching skills to leaders has been critical. And and last month I just spent two weeks in China doing that and they're just so embracing coaching and I'm so excited about it. So... I think that's Terrific. a critical element. I also just want to make sure that our listeners know how to contact you, Marsha. So um, correct me if you need to, but I have it as www.wander, W-A-N-D-E-R, women, W-O-M-A-N, book.com. That's www.wanderwomenbook.com. Wander Woman Book. So it's singular. Woman, W-O-M-A-N, book.com. Yeah. Okay. Uh, either that or outsmartyourbrain.com is, is more of my broader website, uh, the work I've been doing really for the last 15 years. So there's either Wonder Woman book that has a lot of information on high-achieving women, and then outsmartyourbrain.com is more general leadership information. Perfect. So, Marshall, we're gonna, you know, at least we'll focus this on uh, on the Wonder Woman. But you know, feel free to bring in any of this stuff because you know that Kathy and I both have passions for obviously emotional intelligence and the brain stuff. So, um, why don't we start a little, a little bit of, of kind of the idea of this book? Can you refer to, to a lot of uh, women today as smart, strong women mm-hmm. as Wonder, not Wonder, but but Wonder, W-A-N-D-E-R, women. So, who is uh, a Wonder Woman? Well, it's an interesting phenomenon that's really happened in the last 50 years that women, for the first time in history, have been brought up to believe that they can accomplish great things. And it's been, the message has been given with such a vengeance uh, because they weren't given this message before. So we believe that we can accomplish something significant, which is great in terms of uh, our confidence and our abilities. But on the other hand, it's like what defines significance? So it seems like it's just never enough, and there's always something more that we can do. And so we wander from one project to another, one job to another, one career to another, looking for what is this significant contribution I'm supposed to be giving, but never really quite sure when it's enough. Now, you talk about being a wanderer. Mm-hmm. Can you still be a wanderer even if you stay in one place? Absolutely. Um, 
What's really wonderful about the companies that have learned how to retain their high-achieving women is that they know that these women want frequent new challenges. They, what I call, want motion and meaning in their work. And so if they can give them this to where they feel like they are getting a chance to move around and accomplish new things and continue to learn, then they can stay. And, and I know another a number of corporations right here in Arizona that do that, and, and the women do stay. If they don't uh, provide this, then they tend to leave three to five years as about, you know, what the the job span is for women these days if they don't get these needs met. And this is so critical. I, I was coaching an executive team just this week, and the head, the managing director who runs the team, uh, kept saying that, I'm really worried because I don't get the sense that the people on my team have this desire to win at all costs. So, I mean, I want them to like feel like they're what was he saying, larcenists. Or, and I could just see the women on his team just cringing because they felt, I know they feel they're giving their best effort and, and they, they want to be first to market and they want to accomplish great things, but this killing the competition was not their value set. Uh, and so I think it's really important that leaders do understand what are the values, what keeps these women excited and, and committed to their work, and then they will stay. If they can wander around the company and get their needs met, they'll stay. Yeah, it's so important, that, that generational and gender-specific difference in happiness sure uh-huh. shows up in some odd ways. Now, you, you claim that there are five mental blocks uh-huh. that keep these wonderful women from enjoying their success. And uh-huh. obviously you and I have both seen that probably many, many times in different ways. And really, I'm sure you have too. But Marsha, can you tell us what they are and what they might look like? Sure. Uh, sometimes when I share these with women, uh, and my hope is they, they laugh at themselves. Because if we can laugh at ourselves, then it makes it easier to change. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the blocks is um, their statements we say to ourselves. We have this sense of, I am the one who knows. Because we have become very committed to constantly learning, and, and women are, are outnumbering men in degrees at all levels. And we think we're, we're not just smart, but we're the smartest in the area. And so uh, sometimes that keeps us from really listening to other ideas and accepting that there is more than one right answer. So you have to be very careful that we don't think we're the only one who knows <laughs> what the answers are because that can block us from learning as well. The second block is related to the first one, but we feel that, well, I have to do all the work around here because I'm the only one that knows how to do it. So I always say that today's women don't, they, you know, they say that women have difficulty saying no. Well, it used to be women had difficulty saying no because they were worried that people wouldn't like them. Today I find with smart, strong women that we have difficulty saying no because we don't think anyone else can do the job as good as we do. And so we just are totally overburdened because we can't, we can't. it's difficult to delegate, it's difficult to trust, and so we have to uh, learn that as we move up in leadership that we have to be able to teach and trust. So 
Marshall, why don't we we'll stop with these first two because we're we're gonna go to break and then we'll come back with the other three. But so far, it is I'm the one who knows, or I'm the one who uh, is the first one you said, and then the second mm-hmm. one is, is is I have to kind of do it all. Yeah, right. Okay, all right. So we'll be right back, and we'll continue uh, talking with Dr. Marsha Reynolds. This is Leadership Development News. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking to Marsha Reynolds, and she's the author of Wonder Woman. And you can reach Marsha at www.wonderwomanbook.com. Marsha, you were talking about the five mental blocks that keep women from enjoying their success. We were up to number two. I think you were ready to share number three. Right. Well, number three is the the assumption that I don't need any help. Hmm. We've worked so hard to not be seen as weak because we don't want to be seen as a girl. We're, We're strong. But we forget that sometimes asking for help is a strength as well. Plus, it's a gift uh, to the people that we ask. So that I don't need anybody and I don't need any help is really a detriment. Um, Plus, I feel that when women come together uh, to work things out and really help each other, that we're even stronger. 
So number three is I don't need help. That's a block. Number four, this is one I thought was really interesting when I found it in the research. And in fact, I realized how much I had been operating on this all my life was this subtle belief that I will always be disappointed. Because even though we're excited about a new job or sometimes even a new relationship or new things that happen in our lives, it's not too long that it just doesn't live up to our standards and so we get disappointed. Because we hold such high standards for ourselves, we tend to hold way too high a standard for other people. And that doesn't mean that they aren't good at what they do, but we're, we're defining the standards for them without uh, allowing the, to see that maybe the way they excel is in a different way. And, so we have to be very careful about this, holding people to standards and holding a job to a certain ideal, and then we get disappointed. You know, Marsh, before we get to the fifth one, just that alone, what you're saying, I can see how that fourth one influences number one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's, I got to do it myself, I don't need any help. Mm-hmm. When I first heard you talking about this, and then we'll hear what, what the fifth one is, the first one, two, and three sounded kind of like I was saying, well, that's kind of the same for males. And I'm wondering yeah. if you're seeing, you know, because you think of the male. Yeah stereotype is I can do it, I don't need really help, I'm, you know, where women would be a little bit more relationship-oriented, but is that kind of, um, are you seeing that more of a movement towards those blocks that may be more typical, at least the first three, for males? Well, I, I found in the research that many of, uh, there were many similarities with this, the high-achieving women and the the younger generations of of men coming in, that they had similar desires, uh-huh. not so much motivated by titles and money, but really wanted significance and meaning, but also this uh, belief that I can do it myself, uh, and I yeah. am the one who knows around here the, the, the I'm right, and I'm smart, and I'm <laughs> all of that, and I'm in control. So there are similarities, um, and I think you're right, this this uh, the disappointment, and then the last one, um, this belief in our significance, more so even than our ability, but our our track to create significance is a little bit more profound in women. Mm-hmm. So, Marcia, could you just state that as mm-hmm. the fifth bullet? Sure. The, the, the fifth block, which really led to me writing my book. Um, When I first saw this, I called it the burden of greatness. Mm. That, again, we're brought up to believe that we we can make a difference and and we've got to go out and, and really be great out there. So it's not so much we're brought up to believe that we can find a career and be good, but we've been given this message that we can be great. Um... But again, it's very abstract. And so if I do something well, well, there must be something that I can do better. So I I don't know how many women would tell me that before they'd even complete a project, they're looking for the next one. What's next? Been there, done that. I have to move on because I know there's something more out there and something greater for me to do. Well, that's great because it does lead us to accomplish great things, but it's, there's, it leads to a lack of contentment and a constant, this, this restlessness right. that we feel, and it's, it's not really healthy. No, and you know, Marsha, as you're talking, one of the things that you remind me of are what 
I refer to as happiness traps. Mm-hmm. And this last one, uh, never being able to be satisfied mm-hmm. and always looking at what's coming next, right. is a happiness trap instead of accepting uh, your capacity to be content where you are. So I'm really excited and to be grateful um, about what you're yeah. what you're sharing because right. I think it's so important. You know, you mentioned that that women today are often confident, you know, on the outside but not on the inside and I think if you could say a little bit more about that and how we can strengthen our sense of self so that this burden of greatness doesn't overwhelm us would be so helpful. Oh, sure. It's an interesting thing, the split of confidence in on the outside in my abilities, but not so confident about myself and who I am. Um, again, cause since we're brought up to be really good at what we do, and there's so many women that I talk to that were uh, really smart at school, and and they were top athletes. Many of them, it's they had this this continual run of accomplishments, but nobody focused on who they were. And so what happens is in this this movement of constantly looking for something more I can accomplish, they often lose their sense of self if they ever even had it. And I I can't, it's amazing when I ask women just to, you know, list out ten great gifts that they bring, not what they do, but who they are, what difficulties they have with that. So there's a lot of work that I do with my female clients uh, with what I call appreciative dialogue. Beautiful. Yeah, so it takes a lot of the appreciative inquiry techniques Mm -hmm. where we look at uh, what we created in the past and bring it forward. But I asked them, what were the, like, five things in, in, in a moment that you did, for a moment, feel fully alive and excited about what you accomplished? What gifts, talents, emotions, attitude, perspective, what did you bring to the table that created that? And not what you did, but things like uh, your optimism, your boldness, uh, your values of um, always starting early and, and creating good work and bringing teams together and perspective. Oftentimes women have a broad range perspective or like for me, I feel like my global perspective is an advantage. And really focusing on these things, not the, you know, my weaknesses that I have to improve, but continually to focus on what they internally bring to the table to accomplish great things. And, you know, Marsha, I'm sure Raleigh's chewing at the bit to jump in here, but I just want to say to our listeners, that daily exercise that you just expressed for our listeners, male or female, is so important in building your own sense of confidence and strength. And, Marsha, could I just ask you to just, that little list you just went through very quickly. Sure. And this um, exercise is in Wonder Woman where I even define how to get a good dialogue partner to help you with this so you don't trip back into deficiencies. But looking at your gifts, your talents, not just your strength of skill or your knowledge, but your gifts, your talents, um, your unique perspective that you bring because of your past experiences, your emotions, your passion, your boldness, um, your, your values, 
uh, your attitudes of optimism? What is it that you bring to the table to create these great events? Um, and they are the thread of who you are when you weave all them together. That's really who you are, not what you do. Love it. One of the things, Marsha, that I'm picturing when you're saying this, and I've used this for a while, and I, I heard someone else say it, but I think it's true for, for women, but it's also true for, for men, is, is can you hold on to those strengths, talents, gifts? Or the metaphor is, is it like a faucet where the drain is open? Yeah. So here's all this great uh-huh. stuff that goes in there, but it goes right through the pipes. And so I think that appreciative dialogue and some other things that we would do, how do you close the drain so it's, it's being filled up with this? And I think we all have that tendency of, like you said, what's next? And close the drain. You already got a, t- a lot of things in there. Just don't let it run through. Actually, a coach friend of mine uh, took my list that I created and she laminated it and said, hang this in your shower. <laughs> <laughs> now, why in, the, why in the shower? Just because you've got, you got free time? I and every can... morning. And, and I think that uh, one of the things I also ask um, my clients to do is to do just a, even if it's two minutes, I say three to five minutes, but even if it's two minutes a day to just vision what it is that you, how you want to show up today. Yeah. Um, and bring those uh, those strengths into play. Where, who, how do you want to show up? Which of those do you want to use today? And I also do a lot of work with archetypes. And what archetype do you want to bring forward today? And then pick a keyword that will bring up that picture automatically. So what's your keyword for the day? Right. Well, you know, I just want to, to say this. As you were saying, Marsha, put it in the shower. Rally, we could also, all of us, Put this as a screensaver. You yeah, know, you're going to sit at your computer every day. I love this. I love uh-huh. opening up your computer, Marcia, and uh-huh. having the first thing hit Great you. Idea. How do I want to show up today? Well, and the, the other thing. As we're, as we're all the coaches throwing in our, our tips here, which is great for our listeners, I often talk to people, you know, most people commute, and they lose that valuable time on the commute, going to work or come back, and, and, and to say, you know, how about on the way to work, you just turn off the radio, you don't go on the phone, and that's time, because we're always looking for time, and that's where you do the gratitude or what you're appreciative for, or how do you want to show up? Or how do you want to just, you know, think for a while is we got that time and how do you turn it off so that we can really maximize that time? And it's a simple thing that we can all, we can all do and probably most of us don't. Absolutely. It's a great idea. So, Marsha, I want to just um, tap into some more of your wisdom before we have mm-hmm. to go to uh, another break. And that is, you know, we, you say we shouldn't try to do these things alone. You know, like we have to do it and, and we don't want help. Obviously, that's a fallacy. But we often, we often lose the connections, the, the connectivity, the soulfulness of our friends when we get busy with work and family. Why is it important to grow our friendships? And how do you suggest we do this with, you know, the New York Times telling us to beware of frenemies and anti-vampires? <laughs> and, you know, I, I do a lot of work in this area. So, so give, us, give us your insights here, if you sure. would, please. First, I want to say that any article that starts talking about how women sabotage each other, don't read it. I'm so tired of hearing that because I see so many women all over the world that really are there to support each other. And, yes, that happens, but men do it too. But there's just as many, if not more, of us that come together. I call this creating your positive conspiracy of change. That if you find at least two other women that are also on a track of growth, 
Um, and don't sit down and dramatize the worst of every day, but really are focused on improving and growing and feeling good about who they are and the work that they do. That if you could come together at least once a week um, and just support each other on doing this, this work together. I have a number of, of groups around the country working through Wonder Woman together uh, because I suggest to do that, and so they do it, so they can really support each other's growth. It's so critical because otherwise we start things for, for a week or two or a day or two, and then this life just happens and we get busy and we just don't do it anymore. So this is, it's, it's one, to hold each other accountable, but two, to provide each other with, with, with perspective because it's hard to do on our own. So I always say create your positive conspiracy of change. That's a good one. And I think, uh, you know, one of the things I think I heard this from uh, Jack Canfield and, and his success principles, you are a composite of the, the five, four to five people that you hang out with the most. That's so true. And so kind of think about it exactly like you're saying. And, and you know, it's also important, you know, for, for people who have families and who are your kids hanging around with, you're a composite of the four or five people that you hang out with the most. And hopefully in there there's a good balance, but you have more positive than negative. Yeah. Well, so um, I think it's good time for us to go to our last break, and then um, we'll be right back, and we'll have our last segment where we can kind of go into more some of the tips and, and tools and things that you have. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We've been having a delightful conversation with Marsha Reynolds, who is the author of Wander Woman, 
And Marcia, uh, we're uh, very, very delighted and, and so profoundly touched by many of the things that you spoke about thus far. Are there any highlights about work that you are currently doing in the new year that you'd like to share with our audience to give them an upcoming snapshot of things they can find at your website? Mm-hmm. Well, besides uh, the work that I do with high-achieving women, I also have been doing a lot of work in the last 15 years in, in emotional intelligence and the importance of being very aware of what we're feeling so we not only know what that is and the source of it, but that we can shift it. And I've talked about this, how the critical nature for women to do this, that they pay attention to to their emotions, not just what they're doing, but what they're feeling. So they can shift to uh, enjoying what they're doing, not just their uh, and not just their achievements, but to really uh, enjoy the day and their being here and and feeling uh, grateful and excited. Uh, but I'm looking at this even beyond, not just for women, but for all leaders, that how important it is making that emotional connection with others, that it's not just about me and how I feel, but it's about how other people are feeling. So how can I best go in and, and create this emotional coherence where we really think emotionally? Because I need to think first before I can actually shift um, other people to feel a certain way. So I've been working both with women and, and men uh, back on looking at how emotions play into their success and how their connections with other people emotionally is so critical uh, to what they're trying to achieve. And um, from your vantage point, and given that you know, Relly and I really seek to help people shift habits and behavior because in the science of happiness and in emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. one's behavior on a voluntary basis, those things that we do, that we choose to do, are 40% of our happiness. You know, how, how do you shift a person's awareness to recognize that sometimes it is their actions, it is their language, uh, it's, it's choices that they've been making that they can shift that will make a difference in their ability to be successful? Yeah. I want to point out, too, that language, how important language is, and language is never innocent. And it's amazing just shifting one word, the the difference in the impact. But I always come back to that you're not going to shift the way you're speaking or what you're doing if you don't shift your emotions first. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I find often with women... uh, they're so passionate about their work, but sometimes their passion is overwhelming and people don't hear them and misunderstand their intent. Uh, so even sometimes what we think are good emotions, oh, well, I'm really passionate, but to step back that maybe in this moment uh, being grateful for being here and having people interested in what I have to say, um, being feeling curious of what other people think, those emotions may be more effective in the moment than, than the strong passion that I have. So, so being able to be aware of what I'm feeling uh, and shifting that, that's going to change my, my verbal and my nonverbal actions. Well said. And, Marsha, I think that that's your, your passion around emotional intelligence, and I, and I think that what 
Daniel Coleman's done around the awareness and management is at least what I hear you saying. You know, you can't change it. I like to say you can't you can't change it. You have to name it to tame it. So that's yes. the awareness part. Absolutely. And, and then the tame it is the management part. Mm-hmm. And to shift it. And um, to shift it, right. Yeah. It's a lot easier than uh, people like to say it is. Uh, because there's also a willingness factor. Am I willing to shift my emotions in the moment? Um, they really have to answer that question first. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I'm uh, very excited about, as you know, Marcia, is this new program that Raleigh and I are bringing to the public called ExcelInstitute.com, mm-hmm. and that stands for Excellence um, in Coaching for uh, Executive Leadership. And uh, it's it's the good fortune we have to be in relationship with wonderful people like yourself and others who want to help all of us celebrate our best selves and give us insight and awareness to our emotional intelligence to increase our performance that that truly engages me in my heart. Um, so I'm curious, uh, as you look at how you engage others, what's the number one task? you think people need to be mindful of as you coach them in executive leadership? Well, I say it's not just to be mindful of the emotions in the moment, but to understand the source of that emotion. So, yes, I need to name it, but also to determine really (laughs) what's causing me to feel this way, really, what's the truth here. One of my favorite coaching questions is, uh, what do you know to be true at this moment? And oftentimes, what we know to be true is so minimal, and all the rest of it we're making up, and the emotions we feel is based on made-up stuff. Right, the gray space. Yeah. So I think that understanding what's truly driving that emotion and what's the truth in the moment is so critical, and critical to the coaching work that we do. So... um what what would be say some of the daily things you know exercises that people should should be doing on a daily basis? We talked about some of the tips you know about gratitude. We talked about what they could do. Uh, are there other things that that either you do for yourself that seem to work, or that you know that you share with your clients? Sure. Well, yeah, we talked about doing like daily visions or just determining how am I going to show up today. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, to take stock of what I did mm. well. Right. You, Usually at the end of the day, we stop and, and say, what went wrong? <laughs> yeah. Instead of saying, wow, I really did this today and I did it well. And to acknowledge that because, as you know, the brain needs to have evidence that uh, we will be successful in the changes we want to make. And so if we don't acknowledge what we do, right. then the brain doesn't have the evidence and it won't change. But if we do and we say, yes, I did that well, then it does take stock and we're on you know, on course to actually rewiring our brains. So celebration at the end of the day is absolutely critical. Mm-hmm. Now, does that tie into kind of the, the purpose question? Because sometimes with folks, you know, they're trying to find out what they do, and, and it goes back to self-awareness. They're going, I'm not sure, you know, what I'd like to do. And, and so it's almost this idea, like you're saying, at the end of the day, saying, well, what was the most exciting part of your day today? What got you, what really, what got you energized? You know, that definition of a strength that you really got energized from it. Many people don't know, but it's sometimes it may be 
kind of the strangest thing that was the highlight of their day. It could have been, you know, <laughs> t- talking to a stranger at, at a gas station around a certain subject and go, oh. Right. Well, you know, um, really, that really is the key to us understanding our sense of purpose. And, and I do want to make the distinction that the difference between having a sense of purpose and a life purpose. Mm-hmm. If some people figure it out and have a one-life purpose, but most of the people I know, uh, it continues to change. And we don't have just one life purpose, and we go drive ourselves crazy looking for it. But yet, if you stop and you look at when did I feel uh, fully uh, alive and excited today, what little things happened that just stirred my heart, that that's a sense of purpose. And we can't have a sense of purpose of what we're here to do every day if we acknowledge that and say, yes, that really is important to me. I think that's just as important as trying to define one life purpose. And it's funny because most people, Marsha, as they're thinking about their sense of purpose, they get stuck. Yes. You know, and they get and frustrated and angry. Exactly. And, I know. and, this and you know, I, in, the, in Wonder Woman, I actually have an exercise where uh, in order to even understand what sense of purpose is, you have to move into your middle emotional brain. You can't do it logically. So I have a series of questions that move people into to feeling and sensing and talking about their favorite smells and tastes. And Once they move into that place, then to ask what really gives you that sense of purpose. They often have a different answer than trying to do it on a logical basis. So any other tips from Outsmart Your Brain that you want to... Because uh, we talked about Wonder Woman, but it sounds like I know you also have great... Um, information just about the brain like you've been layering in here? Um, well, you, you named a lot of it when we said you have to be aware of the emotion and the source, but then uh-huh. to know uh, what I call the, the higher level emotions, which really make our brain work more efficiently, uh-huh. um, which we've mentioned gratitude and uh, pride, but I think the most important one is laughter. Uh-huh. Uh, I had started off by saying that a lot of times when I mention the blocks, women laugh at themselves like, great, because your brain just works so efficiently after you've just had a good laugh. Yeah. And if companies would understand that, that if they want to improve productivity, that people have to feel good and have fun, and it's not just because, oh, we think so, but that you know that there's a lot of scientific evidence that we actually yeah. are more creative and work more productively when we feel that way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you have been a wonderful asset and a great way to start the new year. Thank and we you. want to thank you so much. You've been listening to Leadership Development News. Please tune in to turn up your leadership performance, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. Take good care. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.